You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. This is the Thunder Quack Podcast. The official podcast of Thunder Quack Podcast Network where anything can happen. So strap yourselves in and hold on to your butts. It's Thunderquack time! Hello and welcome back to the Thunderquack podcast, the official podcast of Thunderquack.com, which you can get early every Tuesday over at Patreon.com slash Thunderquack, just like our Patreon producers Brian Murawski and JJ Samuel do, or you can wait and get it late every Friday on podcast services across the galaxy. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen. And I'm your other host, Amanda Conkin. Uh, and uh, we're back. Last week was the first episode of uh, the podcast that I named literally five minutes before <laughs> recording it uh, off the record. So that's that's our new um, Patreon exclusive podcast so you got to be you got to be supporting over on patreon at uh i like i like that title or above. Yeah. off the record i like it um because you can't be held accountable accountable for anything that you say on that podcast yeah that's what that means right i uh, yeah so i uh, i don't know i mean i haven't gotten any complaints yet <laughs> um i haven't really gotten a lot of positive feedback either but i'm gonna you had to I'm, vamp for like a whole podcast by yourself. I love uh, it. I mean, it was I just had to podcast by myself. It wasn't really vamping; it was just recording an episode. But um, I mean, I guess. Potato, yeah. potato. there's a there's a distinct difference between the way that I look <laughs> at podcasting and the way that you look at podcasting. Whereas, like, I do this because I want to do it, and it feels like sometimes you do it because you're being told to do it. So to use the word vamp when it's like, no, I'm just recording a podcast by myself. I don't. You don't have to vamp when you're by yourself. You just are performing. I mean, that's, that's fair. I mean, I podcast because otherwise I would never see you or talk to you. Uh-huh. I think is what it is because we know that I'm maybe the not not the most follow through like of people. <laughs> so <laughs> I need planned things and it figures it out. But I, I like I am the worst. I don't listen to podcasts. I just make podcasts and I don't make podcasts. I make very specifically just this one because you do all the work. So thank you again, Mike, for making this possible. I do enjoy chatting with you every week about random things. People should really send us suggestions straight up. <laughs> Cause uh, yeah, they could do that. Um, yeah. I mean, like I, I've got a, I got a couple of things to talk about. Yay. I, I, we got Mandalorian is starting up soon. Um, I'll just briefly say that uh, that means that Faster, More Intense is coming back with with weekly recaps um, of of the Mandalorian. Um, that will be like basically starting the first week of November because Mandalorian is back on Disney Plus on October thirtieth, um, which is uh, I'm excited a week for from that. Friday. Yeah. I'm excited for that because the boys was uh, it comes in nicely because the boys was the one thing that I was watching with any regularity, yeah. and so it'll be nice to have something else that comes in. 
Yeah, like I, I finished The Boys and then I jumped on to uh, Haunting of Bly Manor, which I'll talk about in a minute. Um, and right now, like I'm in a bit of a limbo. Like I don't... I So what I'll probably end up doing is what I usually end up doing in between series, uh, which is like I'll bounce around to all of the like weird true crime things on Netflix. And like I'll just... I'll just uh, I actually watched one the other day that was about... Uh, uh, a, a woman who just mysteriously went missing and it was just like a, a a one and done like documentary sort of thing but all of the everything was um from uh text messages and it was basically all of the evidence in the case so it was all text messages and body cam footage and security camera footage and stuff so there was nothing there were no like interviews or anything like that. Like everything was just, just sort of the stuff that was incidental and, and recorded by nature of the fact that we record everything nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that, that conceit of it was interesting to me. I wanted to see how they would tell that story um, with that as sort of the, the method, um, the, the, the case itself was like within 15 minutes. I'm not, this is not a spoil. I can't even remember what it's called. This is not a spoiler. It was very obvious that the husband had, had killed this woman and their two children. Like it, it was like, yeah, it's just a matter of finding out how it happened. Um, and where they're going to, where they're going to catch him in the lie. Um, and how they're going to crack this case. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it was, it was very simple. He, he went from being kind of overweight to being ripped and, uh, I like in super good shape. And then all of a sudden his wife and two daughters go missing and it's like, sorry. So wait, this is Bly Manor. No, no, this was like a documentary. This oh, that you watched Manor. before. Oh, okay, sorry. I was so confused because you were like, I was talking about Bly Manor in a minute. And I was like, wait, so are you I'll, talking about it? Yeah, I said I'll talk now? about it in a minute. Okay. I said, but I said what I do in between series because <laughs> gotcha, I just gotcha, finished gotcha. Bly Manor the other day. And okay. So, gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was so confused. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it, was, it was just one of those things where it's like, it, because it was only like an hour and something, I was like, well, I guess I'll finish this. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't need closure, but I think I want closure on this. There are a few, like, I, I, I enjoy the true crime stuff um, in general, but I, it's, it's, some, it's rough when it involves kids. Like, there's, because there's a lot of those on, on uh, Netflix yeah. that, that it's like you get into it and it's like, oh, and then then this kid goes missing and it's like, well, I don't want to like, you're just giving me anxiety about my own kids. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, pre- I prefer it when it's like, when it's, when it's, uh, about, uh, like, I really Tigers. prefer like the, well, no, that's not, I mean, Tiger <laughs> King was more of a comedy than and it, like it was, that wasn't true. Crime. true. It, that was not true crime. Someone ended up in jail. There were no, there were no, <laughs> There wasn't anything going on in Tiger King. It was just a bunch of really garbage people doing really garbage things. Like, the thing about Tiger King, and we've talked about this already, way back at the beginning of quarantine, there are no heroes in Tiger King. <laughs> no one is a good guy in Tiger King, except for, like, uh, uh, what do we say? Uh, Saf is the only good good guy. In, right, yeah, yeah, In yeah, Tiger yeah. King, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, everybody else is absolutely, like, like sketchy and, you know, uh, I, yeah, uh, but, um, 
Uh, no, I mean, like, like I, I actually really enjoyed the 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 Jeffrey Epstein one. Um, oh, that, that I started that, watching that. It was hard to watch. It's it's tough, but because uh, obviously the subject matter is is difficult, but um, but I think it's also important. <laughs> I think I think it's a it's a it, it's 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 thorough without being tedious, which right. which is nice. Um, and, and so, you know, it, it took what was a headline and then became a meme and made it like an actual digestible story that you could, um, that you could learn about. Uh, my, the, my favorite true crime that I've watched in the last little while, like really since the beginning of quarantine was McMillions, which is a, that it's an HBO one and it's about the um and this is this is exactly like right in the sweet spot of the sort of stuff that i like it it was about a guy who worked for mcdonald's in the 90s and was using the um the monopoly i i which it's going on right now in canada i know yeah i love i uh, love the monopoly they use the uh, monopoly McDonald's. promotion uh, as a way to basically like 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 embezzle money more or less i mean like he was he had access to the winning to the winning stamp things or whatever and was basically selling them to people um and uh yeah i mean it's it's a it's a it's a really great docuseries seems like a very complicated scheme i don't know uh, it absolutely <laughs> was and and it's so there's it has such amazing people in it the story like <laughs> one of the fbi guys is just like everything that you like you get i guarantee that when these documentary filmmakers were were gathering stuff and then they came across this guy they were like yeah we got a we got a story here we got here it is. <laughs> this like um because this guy was just he's just like he's such a cowboy sort of thing um yeah man uh mcmillions is so good i can't recommend that one highly enough uh, but yeah so random so i'll it. i'll jump into some stuff like that i'll get caught up on things like probably like john oliver and whatever i'll watch a few episodes of but oh is it back oh right i gotta start watching john oliver yeah. again i um i just can't do true, true crime man i don't know i don't watch a lot of stuff that's like reality television because that's a branch of reality television no like, it's not come on it's like heightened that's reality. so insulting that's what? so insulting what? okay no it do, a documentary about okay, true crime is a documentary. Okay. okay. Reality television is Survivor or The Amazing okay. Race. That's so insulting to the people who make those. It's uh, reality television requires no effort. It requires no skill. It's paint I mean, by it numbers. Does. No, come no, on. No, it's point as many cameras as you can at these people and wait for them to say something stupid. And then you edit it together in the exact same way every single time. I guarantee you that any anyone with a basic understanding of reality TV could put together an episode of Big Brother or Survivor or whatever with the footage that they're given. I mean... Crafting a story out of a documentary out of hundreds of hours of very boring footage is an art form, and documentary storytelling is 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 one of the hardest things to do in filmmaking. Yeah, no, like, I, it's I agree. Such a difference but from reality I'm, TV. I'm gonna say that I mean, reality television is probably also quite boring. Like we've talked about this before, how I watched a like there was a panel about reality television producers who were really 
like doubling down being like it's an, like you have to know what you're doing and all this stuff and I'm kind of like I agree but also you have to have a certain amount of knowledge like they had they had equated making reality television to being a surgeon like just because you watch surgeries doesn't mean you can necessarily know how to c- perform surgery and I remember specifically bringing up on the podcast that I'm like well no how you learn to do surgeries is by first watching people do surgeries <laughs> and then doing them so there's something to that like you watch enough reality television you understand the conceit but setting it up it's the same idea you have footage and you have to comb through it you just are looking for a different quality footage but but with a documentary documentary, with a documentary a lot of the time you don't know what the story is it's it's a it's a form of journalism right like you go out and you and you're you're looking for the story you have to find it in the in the it's the needle in the haystack reality tv is the polar opposite of that where you are literally casting people from thousands of applicants and you're going like that guy's gonna cause problems that guy's that got an interesting backstory that girl is you know like can do something that's that'll that'll be interesting and like whatever the context is right like you're you're stacking the deck it's it's the it's the polar opposite of what you do when you're documentary filmmaking now sometimes when you're making a documentary you 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 get lucky and you find a person that that unlocks the story for you right it's like tiger king is a really great example where like it it's it's the 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 tv producer right that guy if that guy doesn't exist that story doesn't go anywhere right because it's his footage it's his like archive of stuff um and his stories that that are the through line throughout the whole thing. So like that, sometimes you get lucky with that. And that's why Tiger King almost feels like reality TV. It's also the type of people that are in Tiger King that are very often you throw one or two or three or 12 of them into a house like in Big Brother. And and that's how you get a reality TV show. So Well, I mean, it started out as a documentary, right? Uh, well, so Tiger King started out as a documentary TV. About, about snakes, right? No, it was the guy that went to do a documentary. The guy that actually wound up doing Tiger yeah, King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. But then, it... yeah, but, but, but the, but the, the, the story behind, like the reason why there's all the footage and, and the stories and stuff like that. And, and the, and that, that one TV producer guy is because they were making reality tv right on the different thing yeah 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 and i mean okay i i'm just in terms of like aesthetic stuff i just there's in the same way that i know people that think it's really frustrating when people say that animation is a genre because it's not animation is a media form and you can make all types of content at like animated content but the idea of like reality to me is like this is like a, a term to like document you still are documenting certain things and like the footage that is going so it's just in my brain that like but, true crime dramas but, are from like realism and like yeah but but not saying reality tv is like that's a loaded term so so and you know that i know that you know that so i mean yes i do but i also don't watch enough docu i have no idea what true crime dramas to me, true crime dramas stoke the same fires that reality television does. As someone who is not a viewer of either of those art forms, because they are art forms and people specifically make them for specific audiences, they trigger on the same things for me. And they require, mm-hmm. in in both of those art forms, in, in something that's different from film and from um, television, 
the editors are king in both like yeah reality television and sort of docudrama and like anything that requires like footage that is like in on on mass editors become a very crucial storyteller where they're crucial in other ways on multiple other forms of media but not in the same way and so i just feel like there's some interconnectedness between both of those things so yeah, I mean there are just, similarities. There are more. similarities, but it's but they're uh, to me they're opposite ends of the spectrum, completely. And and one is very much engineered to to tell a story, and then the other one is is uh, the it, it it it's like it's like if you were to go to a museum and there were there's uh, Michelangelo's David is there, yeah. and then a three D printed version of of david right next to it i would look at that 3d printed version of david and like if it was accurate and it was and it was skillfully made i'd go that's impressive but all you did was 3d print the sculpture that already exists right whereas like michelangelo he chipped away the marble until there you go there's a there's a statue right like like and to me like that's the difference is that is that like you're 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 looking at something and going, I want to make something out of nothing with reality TV, whereas with with a documentary, you you're you you have to find it. It's it's in there somewhere, and you have to find it. Um, and not like not all not all documentaries are good. So you've you've probably had bad experiences with documentaries, and and uh, that's it's very easy. There are a lot of documentaries. Uh, there are a lot of people who go into documentary filmmaking because they think that it's easier than making a a, a fictional story, like than than it is to 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 craft a story from whole cloth. It, it it's not. I having having done both in film school, like documentary is hard. That's it's very very difficult to do well. Um, and and I would I'll I'll, I'll take a, a a crafted narrative. Uh, any day of the week but uh but yeah it's it's the to me that those two things are night and day i mean so, this, and that's it makes sense i'm glad that you watch docu or true crime stuff and that it i would you keep going back to true crime and it's like yeah that like and it's fair because i cool. that's how i brought it up but I, it's documentaries in general yeah um but yeah i mean like I, I'll, I'll probably look at like I'll probably watch a couple more true crime things um, or maybe actually finish a couple of them. But usually if, if I don't finish it, then did you, you never watch making a murderer. Correct. Yeah. Um, did you try or did you just go? I don't no, it's not it. my jam and yeah. I don't want to watch it. Yeah. I Man. See the thing, the great thing about watching making a murderer is then you get to, uh, then you get to watch. Um, oh man. Uh, American Vandal. I, I, which is that? That's what. Isn't that like a? Isn't that like a fake version of making a murderer? Exactly. Oh god! Exactly. What is worse than watching true crime? But you don't. But you can't watch American Vandal. I. That's what it's called, right? I think so. Yeah. 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 You you can't watch American Vandal without having watched Making a Murderer first, and American Vandal seasons one and two, which unfortunately is all they're ever going to make of it, are exquisite they're so good they're so so good um yeah man oh my god i, I i'm glad you love it 
and I mean, like making a murderer is also excellent. It's very well made. Um, it's exploitative in the same way that reality television is, but, but, uh, uh I mean, I, not in the same way, but in similar ways to, to reality TV. But, Some might uh, say that it's because it uses similar tropes in order to get, get its footage in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, yes, somewhat, but, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, there's nothing really, I don't think that there's anything that's really like, like caught the attention of the world at the moment. Let me go through, let me go through Netflix and see, is there, can I go into like categories and black pink, the black pink documentary right now is apparently awesome. And actually I will totally watch the crap out of that because mostly What's because that? of the K-pop connections. Uh, there is a, it's a documentary about basically black pink is one of the most popular female K-pop groups right now. And so there's a documentary gotcha. of of that uh, on television at the moment. Oh, hey, look at that! When I go Netflix. into the documentaries section, it is the first thing that pops yeah. up. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I will add it to my list. Oh, I still need to watch the Social Dilemma, so um, maybe uh, I'll do that yeah. next. Oh, see, I watched that. There's some stuff that I watch. I mean, whatever. It's not like I don't watch. I just don't. Also, though, like I don't really watch like horror movies or murder mysteries, anyways, Whoops. as like a genre. Well, that's very loud. Whatever. Yeah. That is. Sorry, I didn't <laughs> know that my no, it's okay. was up. But those are those are things that I just don't like in general. So, like, why would I watch real versions of them? I'm actually having a really hard time. What one of the things that I had never watched was Room, um, the Brie Larson uh, movie yeah. with Jacob Tremblay, because um, I'd read the book and it was very like viscerally like <clears throat> it hit me in lots of ways, and so that I always had assumed that I'd watched the movie, and it just keeps I keep seeing trailers where I'm like I actually haven't watched this movie, and so I finally today I'm like I'm gonna watch this movie. I've only got like 20 minutes left, but it's a uh, but it's also it's just like viscerally like again stuff that like is upsetting. I don't really enjoy, but I'm again because I'd read the book. I'm gonna watch this one, but it's like. I don't know. I don't. I don't like watching things that are about like scary situations or frustrating situations or sad <laughs> situations. I am escapist all the way. Why watch content that matters? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe to see things from another perspective and understand uh, how another person's experience in the world. Uh, I mean, is yes, yes. That is. <laughs> I mean, that is fair. But I watch a lot of science fiction that sort of tells that to me, but through the lens of aliens. So, you know. Uh, well, you know, there's lots of documentaries about aliens. I mean, uh, I live with my mother sometimes, so don't worry. Don't you worry. I watched my your, fair share. Is your she mom like an alien ancient, abduction? A, ancient aliens. She watches <laughs> ancient aliens so religiously. She loves everything about ancient aliens. She actually threatened me one year with going to an ancient aliens conference. <laughs> or like a convention because she was like oh my gosh we could go to this and she like she literally watches like every single episode of ancient aliens and then has is, like all these conspiracy conspiracy theories is is every episode of ancient aliens not like just uh aliens built the pyramids well it's the aliens built lots of different things on the planet apparently yeah so. ev ev everything that wasn't built by white people was was <laughs> apparently built by aliens right essentially that's essentially. the that's the assertion. And then there's the one guy who's just like aliens. He's doing the, the hands, right? Apparently he's some scientist. I, <laughs> I, 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 I doubt it very much, but yeah. apparently um, there's, there's lots of stuff. There's like caves and stuff too. So it's not all like man-made stuff. It's sometimes it's like, Oh, sometimes things. it's caves. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I, know. I, I, I prefer, get it I prefer like a, like a UFOs caught on tape uh, where they're like, 
where they're like interviewing people from the military who are like, yeah, no, like I fly airplanes for a living. And then this thing came out and it was like, not an airplane. (laughs) And you're like, well, I don't know if this guy's crazy because he looks like a very credible source of information. He's still in the military. And yet he's like, yeah, a weird thing happened. And then then recently... The U.S. military was like, yeah, uh, weird stuff happens sometimes. We don't really have an explanation for it. It's we, we put it all in one folder called Project Blue Book, and maybe they're aliens. We don't know. Um, but basically, yeah, I mean, like they confirmed that earlier this year, didn't they? But in, in 2020, yeah, confirming like UFOs was not newsworthy. It was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> we got actual problems to deal with. Um but who knows? Maybe it's the ancient aliens. They're back. Doing it, of course. And because they're not so ancient. Yeah, they're and like they're they're they made COVID, and that's what happened. <laughs> it's um, it's kind of really fascinating to watch because I know that my mom watches it with a semi like she it's semi ironic, but yeah. also it's not <laughs> like it's a thing where like there's enough scientific garbledly gook that. They find like you can argue anything. I mean, as somebody who studied debate, like if you have enough, you can make facts do whatever you want them to, right? Like that, my statistics class in political science was literally my textbook was how to lie with statistics. Like if you have yeah. enough enough facts and you manipulate them a certain way, like that's the whole purpose of. Hey, you know, in in twenty twenty, you don't even need facts anymore. Well, I mean, you can I just mean, that's fair. you can just make things up and say <laughs> Trump to I think it was today or yesterday said something about like if I hypothetically <laughs> went to Exxon and was like, hey, you guys give me a billion dollars for my campaign, they'd give me a billion dollars, and everybody is like, that's illegal though. You can't, <laughs> but. But if you did hypothetically do that, you can't you can't do that. And then Exxon came out today and was like, yeah, um, just so everybody's super clear, he never did that. That didn't happen because like we like our legal department says that we have to state explicitly we were never involved in a conversation like that because when you guys find out that he did talk to people, we don't want you coming after us. Yeah, we didn't have that conversation with him. Um, because get, like, cause what that says is that he absolutely did go to corporations <laughs> and was like, give me money for my campaign. And they were like, yes, here's a check. Um, anyway. well, I mean, that is campaigning in some, in like the way that you said it, but not in the way that you, but, like, I, but I, 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 mean, yeah. I, as I understand it, corporations are not allowed to, to make contributions, right? That's why, Oh, that's why all of these organizations exist that are basically money laundering schemes where it's oh, like so that corporations could give money. Yeah. Oh, there's something to special interest groups. And then like those special interest groups go to the lobbyists and the, like, it's like that whole thing, like corporations aren't supposed to be able to affect politics directly. Right. And, and so there are, there are all these middlemen. It's a whole thing. That's, I think I posted a thing on lobby the social media. It's lobby groups. Well, that, and, and like it's in, it's in campaign finance as well right so yeah i like uh, did i did a, a finance thing and i can't remember the what... rough thing about that is that it's on both sides and if you start pulling at that thread we're gonna start to uh, have to deal with it's a it's that double-edged sword right of like if 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 the democrats start poking holes in that it starts pointing back at them real fast yeah um because so they do gotta... it too right everybody does um, 
which doesn't make it okay it actually makes it still awful um but uh yeah anyways facts let's go back to talking about aliens this is the thing about conspiracy (laughs) theories this is the thing about conspiracy theories it is so much easier to believe because especially i think since the 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 1950s it is so much easier to believe that someone has crafted a story um than to than to believe that sometimes things just happen right like like sometimes it is as simple as it appears to be sometimes sometimes it is just terrorists hijacking a plane and flying into a building right it's not there aren't 10 layers of of uh, uh, you know dark funding you know uh, uh, because it's gonna do X Y and Z, um, but the problem is that sometimes like Jeffrey Epstein, there is a conspiracy, <laughs> but the conspiracy there is really simple, and the reason why I can say pretty confidently there is a conspiracy there is because you see a lot of people trying really hard to point fingers at other people which is almost always the 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 thing that'll indicate to you that there are people who are guilty (laughs) right because because people want to like shift blame and and uh and that sort of thing it's like the 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 moon landing is the easiest one to go to and go like look if the moon landing was fake we would know by now we know that Nessie is fake. We know that that Bigfoot video is fake, right? Like, like, and, and, and both of those conspiracies are not conspiracies. Those are just hoaxes. And the difference between a conspiracy and a hoax is that a hoax is one person. Um, right? Are you sure that the Ogopogo isn't real? Because, I mean, the entire livelihood of the Okanagan. The Ogopogo uh, is... is most definitely just sturgeons okay. uh, and, and well, logs and, and, and wind devastating. currents. Uh, devastating. On the, the surface of the water. Um, look, if, if, if any of these things were real, and de- like, hey, I love Destination Truth. In fact, I think we've already had this conversation on the podcast in the past or on a podcast. <laughs> I don't know what destination point. truth is. That's interesting. Destination that truth like a- was a, was a, was a TV series uh, with Josh Gates where he would go uh, it, destination. It's a, tr- it was a travel show. Like it's basically ghost hunters, but for cryptids all over the world. <laughs> nice. So like I they would it. go to somewhere, like they would go to, to Thailand and they, they, they would have to drive five hours out of, out of, uh, Bangkok, but they would start in Bangkok and they would go to a market and they would eat something like some local thing that you don't get anywhere else. Sometimes it would be something that we in North America would consider weird, um, like a cricket or something. And it's like, okay, these are not actually weird things if you account for the entirety of the world, but that's fine. Uh, and, and so they would do that. That's how it would start is like they arrive in a place and then they would go on the hunt for the local version of Bigfoot. There's a version of Bigfoot in every part of the world, basically. Um, it's not just Bigfoot and Yeti, like, like everywhere. They, the, I think in, in Africa, it's called the mud ape. Like it's, it's, there's, there's all sorts of these things. So, and the, and it, that there's permutations of everything. Like, like, uh, there are, uh, Lake, like Loch Ness, Ogopogos, everywhere there are 
all over the world people think that there are still dinosaurs walking around it's just nobody's ever been able to get foot it's like this television program with with a pretty decent budget would go out with very sophisticated equipment and never ever come back with anything except one time when they thought maybe they had some yeti hair and i think it ended up being a yak like four years later um (laughs) so yeah like it it, like if this i want is in in the in the truest x-files fashion i want to believe i i so want us to live in a world where there are still dinosaurs hidden somewhere and bigfoot exists and all of that sort of thing um because otherwise like if we if we know everything already then where's the fun in that um but at the same time like you got you have to sometimes you got to just say like i think we would have figured it out by now and and back to the point (laughs) of 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 bigfoot and loch ness like eventually those people who were responsible for it are either found out or give it up right like the guy the, the guy who perpetrated the the Loch Ness hoax eventually i think like on his deathbed basically was like yeah it was fake i i faked it i mean right? the best the best thing about um conspiracy theories like that is like pro- like project managers posting things being like People who believe in conspiracy theories have never tried to project manage exactly. because you cannot get 30 people to do what you need them to do in any sort of time, let alone yeah. like with any sort of secrecy. So, yeah. So like, like I think, I think that stuff happens in the world that is controlled by the government that we don't really hear about. We don't learn about and there's classified stuff for sure. But, um, but like yeah, when it comes to like plane in Sherlock, that was the like, um, the flight of the dead or whatever. That's a great episode. Are you talking about the BBC Sherlock? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Benedict Cumberbatch one. Yeah, I've never watched it. Uh, <gasps> no, we're not gonna do this. We're not what? gonna do this. Just stop. I'm not watching Sherlock. You specifically said you like true crime stuff. It's, it's a so crime. boring. It's what? so boring. I okay. I tried well, watching the first one, and it I it was so boring, and I was okay, like, nope, well, I'm not having it. All right. Um. I mean, granted, if you know Sherlock, it's the same stories. It's just done in a different way. But like the, anyways, whatever. I, uh, I disagree. With, that's fine. Hey, do we want to talk about um, the racism happening in Canada and Nova Scotia right now? Before, like, speaking of news, that is <laughs> manipulated. Do, do we? I don't know. Do, <laughs> do we, we? want to talk about that? Well, I feel like it's a nice little sandwich because you've got some fun stuff to still talk about at the end of the podcast. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And then I just feel like we cannot continue on without at least like mentioning that there is some malarkey happening yeah. in on the East Coast, and we call out American racism all the time. And I think that it's just important for us to like look at me getting political. I'm never the one that's political on the podcast. Yeah, you're always trying really... to stop me. I am, and so all I feel like <laughs> is that it needs to be acknowledged. And if yeah. you're in Vancouver, there's going to be a rally this Saturday, so I can imagine that other um, cities across Canada. I don't think uh, we have any listeners with... in Vancouver. Okay, well, <laughs> whatever. I don't. Th- um, I don't think anyways. that any of like look. If, if we did, they would be our friends, and I don't think that any I of mean... our friends listen to this podcast. <laughs> I mean, that's that is fair. Um, but if anyways... you're in Vancouver, please let us know. <laughs> Like, how have you not let know. us know at this point? How have you been <laughs> listening to us talk about Arrow and 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 nonsense for the last year 
and not told us that you're also in Vancouver. I I've feel like at one point upset. in time, somebody somebody messaged us that they were in Vancouver. I think. Maybe. Anyways. Uh, yeah, but yeah do, I just, would you like to explain what is because you've not actually told the I listeners haven't actually, who don't know what you're talking about what you're talking about? Um, so there are, um, I'll stop calling them racists, but I feel like I want to keep calling them racists. So the term we're using is non indigenous fishermen who are basically attacking um, the livelihoods of, I want to, I, my pronunciation is always never great. Um, I think it's the Mi'kmaq. Um, fishermen, uh, who are, um, uh, fish for lobster under treaty rights, uh, in terms of their ability to sustain themselves and, um, sell lobster for a little bit of profit. There has been this big, uh, basically to do in which non-Indigenous fishermen feel like their livelihoods are being threatened and essentially are enacting terrible, like, violence, um, Mm -hmm. and threatening the livelihood of these Indigenous populations. And the worst part about it is that the government isn't doing anything about it. So basically the RCMP are failing to act uh, and protect the rights of the indigenous fishermen. um, And we're just letting basically racism go unchecked. And specifically it's about how stuff is being um, reacted to in the media in which if there's ever something that comes from a... um, perspective in which indigenous people are standing up for their rights or or are um in some way threatening colonist economic projects it's always seen as a threat it's always met with force yeah. and right now what we're seeing is the exact opposite of that because right now the people that are being threatened are um, indigenous populations and so there it's just showing this stark contrast to how the law is supposed to uphold and protect the rights of everybody and and punish those people who are in violation of that and and right now there's that great meme i don't know where it's like i don't watch family guy haven't for a long time in which it uh holds up like a a a color card next to a person and it goes from like white skin to black skin and then the threshold in which something becomes terrorism Mm -hmm. is dependent on the color of your skin because essentially what's happening is terrorism in uh nova scotia against indigenous populations and people are are failing to call it that because it's being acted uh, enacted by people whose skin color does not fit that threshold for labels and it's just really an interesting conversation. There has been an emergency debate, I think, called in in Parliament. So Canada is being held accountable because of all of the reactions from people online right now. My Facebook is absolutely flooded with it, um, and I'm so proud of my friend circle for for being vocal about this. And because if they weren't, I wouldn't know about it either. Because I have my head in the sand most of the time, um, and I'm just really grateful that people are ta- speaking up. And now you know as well because it's on this podcast. So feel free to look into it. Um, there's some business in Nova Scotia that are doing an awesome job. They're actually like stopping serving lobster until stuff gets figured out. And at the core of all this, right, economics, we're dealing with crazy times um, and it's all about livelihoods. And at the core of everything comes down to greed and capitalism. So let's deconstruct that. I mean, we we look back to um, there's a lot of um, memes going around too. or, Or what is that? There's one meme, right, where it's like if you're having problems with like black lives matter and all that stuff maybe you should have just picked your own cotton right and it's like really like that would have solved a lot of problems so anyways that's that's it i just wanted to call out like people think that canada is all nice and friendly and anti-racist and 
That is not the case in no, many, many we, circumstances. We we have just managed to um, to hide our our systemic racist issues uh, on in ghettos that we call uh, 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 reservations, right? Like oh yeah, I mean the Flint the Flint water crisis that's yeah. everywhere. I mean that's happening in northern indigenous communities and has yeah. been for years. Yeah, and the government so, is failing to act. We uh we're we're no better when it comes to that stuff, and and indigenous yeah. people are are definitely treated treated as second class. And I know that there are a lot of I know this because we grew up in Penticton so heard a lot of it which is that you know like if if uh if they want to have a reservation where they get to make their own rules then they got to deal with stuff themselves where it's like um actually it's not that cut and dry because a lot of people will say things like like uh, to that tone of of i uh, i uh, indigenous people on reservations they they don't have to they don't have to do certain things right they don't have to pay certain taxes and like that it's it's it's, it's complex but um but they have uh it's called sovereignty but it's not sovereignty because having a reservation in the middle of what is the rest of the province is considered uh, the the it's considered canada so you're like isolated. You can't actually have sovereignty when you're completely reliant um, on on the the country that you're that you're surrounded by. But um, the like the 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 fact of the matter is that these these nations are in the situations that they're in because of hundreds of years of oppression mm-hmm. from colonizers, right? And I, I, that means that we are responsible to, it's not even help because that's all, that's a, that's like an, a very infantilizing way of looking at it. No, but, but protect and protect and honor and, and recognize. I mean, it's restitution, right? Yeah. Like that's the, yeah. like, that's the word for it is that like, it, there's a, there's a duty to uh to render aid whenever it's necessary because they're in that situation these these nations aren't prosperous because we took away all of their ability to prosper and 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 i mean like that's that's painting with a very broad brush because there no, are but, 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 there are yeah. nations that that are actually very prosperous but they're they're few and far between and there are a lot more people in indigenous uh uh, uh communities that that are suffering uh when they might be literally surrounded by a city mm-hmm. right yeah. like like and it's, we just it's, like it's like we yeah we like leave people but on a positive note just because yeah. i want to sort of say like people are being fantastic and also one of the ways that we can empower people is to let them tell their own stories and yeah. i don't know if you've watched trickster yet but trickster just premiered on cbc and um having just finished watch shit watching shit's creek and being like why isn't there more good canadian content i think the cbc is trying it's trying to create more things um yeah. and so trickster i think two episodes have officially come out um it seems like a, a like an interesting sort of 
grounded sci-fi, I guess is the term, like a little bit of fantasy, um, where basically it's this, the conceit is that this um, young indigenous man is the son of a trickster. And I'm it, like, they don't really get too deep into stuff. It's sort of like a little creepy in the first um, episode, but I highly recommend if it's available to you, you check it out. Um, that, I, you know, just to sort of add a little bit of a cool, tie it back into the podcast thing, uh, check out and support awesome indigenous art that is i'm looking know, to i'm here. looking to oh yeah there it is okay Trickster. it's it's, yeah, on it's on cbc gem so if you're in canada yeah you mm-hmm. can just well yeah two episodes are out mm-hmm. cool i will check this out for sure yeah yeah um i think there's there's gonna be some cool thing i mean i think we we chatted about it previously that um netflix is uh gonna come out with some more uh animated content uh, and I think there's an animated Netflix series, uh, that has actually First Nations <clears throat> content. It's like a, I forget what it's called. It's like the something, something. Anyways, I'll actually, I should actually like <laughs> look up stuff before I start talk talking about, about it. it. Start talking about yeah. it. Somebody posted it and I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this. And then I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't remember. But Molly of Denali is another like cute, um, kid show that has existed uh, in animated space, again, made by um, First Nations individuals. So, yeah. Cool. Um, do you want me to talk about Blind Manor now? I do, so okay. that we can move away from... But I'm, I'm pleased I'm pleased that I actually had something to contribute. I forgot that I watched a brand new series, and that was the one. So, Trickster, I, I'm, I'm cool. glad that I had something to contribute um, to the conversation. Yeah, so I, I finished Bly Manor. I, do, is this the sort of thing that you watch? Did no. you watch Haunting of Hill House? No. I'm going sure I'm gonna, to I'm gonna try and make a case for it. I, uh, isn't it scary? D- no. What? Not even, not even remotely. It's isn't creepy it for the, sure. Isn't it called The Haunting of Bly Manor? Yeah. Well, that's, there are ghosts that's, in it's it. It's like inherent. Yeah. Well, okay, come on. I consider that scary. Like, I am considering... Watching a babysitter's guide to monster hunting because that seems very much within my realm and also has Draco Malfoy in it and I'm very um, excited. I'm gonna save you some time. <laughs> oh we no! We watched it two days ago and or two day no yesterday maybe no two day it was we watched it on Saturday. Uh, it is not good. <laughs> Aww, um, it the, seems fun. The 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 art direction in it is fantastic. The trailer is really well cut. Um, yeah, I, uh, Tom Felton is awful, <laughs> awful. I uh, so just doing his worst. I don't know, like 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 British rocker uh, uh, persona as the boogeyman. Um, just it's so bad. It's so awful, um, and it yeah. sucks because everybody in it is trying really hard. And and I think that that a couple of the kids that they cast are really good. The lead is really good, um, but and the effects are phenomenal. Um, but uh, the story is is very meandering, um, and uh, I could have been forty five minutes when it is like two hours. Um, oh dear oh really and uh, See, that's frustrating and the the i don't want to say production value because like i said the effects are great the the skill of the of the team 
is something that I of of the I'm gonna say like the like the post team is something that I would consider a little bit uh, lackluster. The editing is awful. The uh, the mixing is awful. Like it's I mean, it just, seems pretty low budget, so I don't know if I necessarily. It's a Netflix movie. It uh, but like the there's there's a lot of stuff on Netflix that that definitely meets the minimum requirements for for competent storytelling. This is like. <laughs> This is like a hair under it, but that hair is very noticeable because there there are just so many times where it's like, I see what you guys were going for. And it's like you you laid out all of the pieces in the right way, but there's something off about this edit. There's something off about the score. There's something off about about the sound mix, like everything like like when I say the sound mix, it's like stuff like. Like there will be an action sequence and nothing hits, nothing oh. hits hard. And you're like, I, I'm sorry. Am I supposed to be feeling some sort of intensity here? <laughs> um, and there are, there are moments where it's just like, where, where the bad guy is like, no, I won't let you stop me. And then he's dancing in the background while the girls are figuring out, like they're, they're taking 15 minutes to figure out what their next move is. And it's like, I'm sorry, where's the sense of urgency in this? Like, Kara definitely enjoyed it. She said that she liked it when it was done. Um, Maybe it's made for children. Oh, it's absolutely... (laughs) But that's not an excuse. All right. That's not an excuse, right? Like, like that was an excuse back in the 90s, I think, is that, like, (laughs) oh, this is a Disney Channel movie. But but for me, it's like... Yeah. we 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 do better nowadays yes, uh, yes. even for the kids stuff we do better like there's a lot of stuff that's been on netflix kids movies and that sort of thing that, that, are, that are great yeah. look I'll, let, let me point at a movie that is definitely for kids that is definitely paint by numbers but that executes flawlessly there's a movie called monster trucks monster, monster trucks is literally about a monster, an alien monster thing. I think I don't remember if it comes from outer space or from deep in the ground, but it I think it comes from deep in the ground because I think that they're drilling or something. In any case, this monster finds its way inside of our hero's truck, like the protagonist's truck. Awesome. Everybody else in town has these big fancy trucks, like the because it's like so, like a small town. Um, uh, <laughs> what are you saying about small towns there? It's like a like, small town around like an oil rig, sort yeah, of. Like yeah. everybody <laughs> works on the oil rig. So, so I, like the the status symbol in this town is having a nice truck, and our and our our lead has a has a an awful truck. His truck sucks. But then this alien monster thing goes inside the truck and drives it and 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 so he can do all sorts of crazy cool stuff with his truck now because there's this octopus monster inside of it. And it's E.T. meets Motocross. Like it's it's <laughs> it's it's so paint by numbers, yet it's actually like it's actually a, a pretty good movie. Like I really, really liked it. Um and yeah, like it it shouldn't be, but it's a but it's a very competent, very well made. Uh, I'm ex- kids movie. I'm excited to to imagine it. Hey, I sent you the the article too. The um, television series is called Spirit Rangers, um, and the specifically cool. the reason why I wanted to bring it up is because the article I haven't read too much about it, but it specifically calls out that Netflix is going to have an all native writers room for this um, animated series, and I just think that that's really cool. So. Yeah, I'm down for this. This looks cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I. But but haunting but, a blind manor. Back to blind manor. Yeah, so, yeah. So here's the thing with the haunting of Hill House and blind manor. They are, I. Uh, it's 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 um. It's like a genre shell game, right? It's like <laughs> okay. They're they're not actually. They are they are absolutely wrapped in the trappings of s- spooky, scary stories, um, and there's a lot of the like creepy ghosts and whatnot, and there's a little bit of violence and 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 death and that sort of thing, obviously, but it's all very um, it's all very like rote. When it comes to the spooky stuff, it's like we never focus on it in these shows. It's always a, a an environmental component of it um, until the last two episodes when you start to get into the like, oh, so that's what's happening. That's why. Right. And because they're hauntings, it that's ultimately scary. comes down to. A, a human story right and so you it, what what you do it, it both seasons follow the same format and this is not this this doesn't give anything away i'm going to be very vague about it so that it's, it's not spoilerish but but this is the format character or characters come to place of haunting <laughs> establish place is definitely haunted we're not beating around the bush with this. It's not signs where we're going to spend a bunch of the movie like like with with things chittering around in the background. It's like, no, by the end of the first episode, you've seen a ghost. Um, as a matter of fact, it's going to be treated in a super casual fashion for the first three or four episodes because it's because like like buckle up. We're 10 episodes and, and, <laughs> and there's going to be lots of ghosts. Don't. It's not jump scares for the most part. Um, the unsettling parts are often performances um, and character moments. The ghosts are, uh, they are, a, they are scary versions of the haunted mansion, right? Like I find the haunted mansion quite scary. Oh my god! Then you're. But again, then, but then, again, yes. then you are truly lost. Like, I know then, I am. Then I don't no like. I don't like scary things. I'm not going to watch it for such fun. A baby. I, I agree. I haunted have mansion. No... Haunted mansion isn't even remotely scary. Come on, it's supposed to be, and I mm. buy into it. So, like, I don't know. Fine, give me a hard time all you want, but I am never going to try to pretend to be something that I'm not. And that's fair. Like, but... honestly, I get so scared at the smallest thing, and darkness, and <laughs> anything to do with creepiness. I it it took all of my energy. I watched Hotel de Luna, which is a Korean drama about a hotel in which ghosts stay overnight in the hotel. And I, the reason that I didn't like die watching it is because I specifically watched it during the day because I couldn't watch it at night even though it's like straight up not a scary show it just happens to have ghosts in it I can't deal with them um, like I just can't well both uh, both. I'm, so don't, don't watch them then you shouldn't watch I these, won't these I'm not shows. going to I'm not going to but, I never was going to <laughs> but the key to them the thing that makes them both so great both seasons great and they, it's, they're really it's the same show it's it's just 
like it's two seasons of the same show. There's just different locations, so they change up the name a little bit. Um, because they're they're very self-contained. Um, because they're about these specific hauntings, right? And like I said, it always comes down to a human story. Um, and and I would say season one is a little bit more of the the spooky scary because the genesis of the haunting is a little bit more um, malicious. But uh, season two is I like to me for me it's not scary at all. It's 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 not even there's a couple of moments that are like skin crawl. It's like, ooh, that's a creepy visual, right? But like the ghosts are just people. It's, this isn't a, a, a spoiler because it's in the marketing, like the the posters and stuff. The ghosts are are like people with no facial features. Like they've basically got like skin grown oh over their eyes. Oh my god, that sounds so freaky. Yeah, it's it's definitely what? it's definitely creepy to look at, but. Ugh. But it's not like, I don't know, like they don't, they, it's slow. And I think that that's the thing for me that makes it really good. It's the, the showrunner, um, I'll look him up while I'm talking. He, he, he's very skilled in, um, in creating these stories that, that are about people but that that are like I said wrapped in in the the tropes and the trappings of uh, Mike Flanagan is the is the showrunner of 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 I'm it's not even horror I guess it's technically horror but it's just sort of like a ghost story right um and so there's there's a lot of the like it it definitely borrows very heavily on Asian uh uh horror storytelling like like the grudge and and the ring and stuff like that there, there's a lot of those elements um but the pacing of it is is done in such a way that you you don't it's it doesn't do what horror usually does which horror usually gets the the heart rate up and then and then crashes and then gets you back up and then crashes and that's where the thrill ride component of horror movies comes from right and that's why slasher films are the the sort of go-to genre and everything goes back into a slasher film uh, it just one extent or another uh because that's it's that's the easiest right because a slasher is build up build up build up kill and and the kill is like an instant climax with no denouement, no falling action, right? Like the kill happens and then we cut to something else, right? right. In in like a scream or I know what you did last summer or Texas Chainsaw Massacre or whatever, right? It's like it's- I I will say I quite enjoyed those. Like I didn't actually enjoy them, but I watched them as a '90s kid. Like I know what you yeah. did last summer and uh, scream. But you've seen you've seen Cabin in the Woods, right? I love Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Also though. It's creepy. Like I, it's to me, that's a, that's a scary movie. Um, I see to me like where, where cabin in the woods is a comedy, right? Uh, haunting is a a drama. So it's like, those things are in there and it's like cabin in the woods plays with the tropes 
and it's very it, it's self-referential because of because of the type of story that it is it's very like postmodern um which i don't know that anybody's really done a postmodern drama so to yeah. speak in the same because like i when because crystal and i actually just watched cabin in the woods a couple weeks ago because i want to watch scary movies because it's halloween right all month for those who don't know halloween <laughs> isn't a day it's a it's a month i mean it's, it's a actually lifestyle. like a month and a it's half. a lifestyle it's, yeah. yeah i but um my pitch to her was like it's basically like what community is for sitcoms cabin in the woods is that for horror movies um, where it's like, here are all of the tropes. We're going to turn them on their head. We're going to basically take the the trope and, and pull it inside out so that you can see the guts and then we can all point and laugh at it. Um, the haunting series are, are the same sort of thing, but with drama where it's like, we're going to use this stuff in order to fuel a very character focused, very dramatic story. Um, where you're going to get very heavily invested in these characters. So when some of them die, it's really going to be upsetting. Um, and I mean, uh, fair. That's like the, I also got scared with what was it? Walking dead. I found very creepy, but that also was like about characters. Yeah, it's, and it's like, it, like, like haunting of Hill house and haunting of Bly Manor are a lot like walking dead only instead of being, uh, uh boring, lame and not good. They're, <laughs> they're awesome. Um, okay. No, the first two seasons of Walking Dead are really good, but I uh, imagine imagine if The Walking Dead was just those two seasons, and then All you right. were done, and then you were done, and you didn't have to watch any more. That's what Haunting of Hill House. And I mean, Haunting of Black you know Hour. that I just did that. I like watched the first three seasons and then just stopped yeah, watching. And you just stopped, and it's still um, quite good in my head because I stopped watching. Yeah. Uh, it's not it's the, those further seasons really ruin everything i didn't let well, my favorite character i didn't want my favorite character to die so Who's i don't remember character? i don't remember anybody's oh. names can you describe them yeah the one asian guy mm. that was in the glenn yeah glenn yeah he does yeah. die eventually i know stop it don't in my brain he didn't because i didn't let him die his eye pops out of his head Blech. it's it's graphic. Um, Thanks. I think that might be like the last thing that I ever watched for Walking Dead. And I wasn't watching that season. I just watched that. I don't think, even think like I meant to. It was one of those things where it was just on social media and I just was subjected to it. Um, I, I don't. I just remember because I was so far behind on Walking Dead that I knew a certain amount of stuff was coming. And yeah. I was. I. I don't know. I mean, I don't necessarily want you to spoil Walking Dead for me because maybe I'll come back to it at some point in time. But I remember there being this whole thing where it's like, if Daryl dies, we riot. And it's like, that was like the only character anybody cared about. And I was kind of like, really? I never but, cared about I don't Daryl, know. But um... I do like that nobody gave a crap about the main guy. <laughs> like the guy in the Carl memes. Rick? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really um, didn't know. I watched so much of this show and I didn't know their names. That's fine. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. So, like, I, I, I the other thing about, about, uh, the, the, the Mike Flanagan stuff that's really great is that he uses the same actors. So, um, one of the leads from, actually, two of the leads from, from Hill House are leads in Bly Manor. But then he. Oh, I thought it was a spinoff. Is it not? It, there they are. It's it's like the haunting universe, but it's sort of 
it's it's like a it's like a theater company where it's like oh, oh what okay. what are they putting on this year repertoire uh, I love yeah, it because next year they like right now they're filming um, Midnight Mass and Rahul Kohli who is in Blind Man oh I love him is in Midnight Mass as well so it's like and a bunch of the actors are coming back and some of them aren't some of them are right like it's it's uh, it's really cool to see to see some of these these actors come back and interact with each other in different ways in completely different contexts um, and especially because uh hill house was told uh, it was it was like a past future uh past present i guess storyline right where it was like we have the present day storyline that we're following but we're flashing back to when these kids were kids growing up in in hill house um and that's why their lives are all messed up as adults, right? <laughs> and then, yeah, and haunted then, houses will do that too. So. Yeah, um, and then in in Bly Manor, some of those those actors come back, but Bly Manor doesn't have the split timeline sort of thing. There, there's a little bit of a split timeline uh, going on, but but not not in the same way it's 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 it is as a matter of fact i think that he he did that on purpose where it's like in the first couple episodes you're like oh okay cool so we're gonna like go back and and experience some of this stuff you know and and fill in the gaps and whatever and there's a little bit of that but for the most part it's actually it's actually very linear um in the way that they tell the story uh and and i mean by the by the end of it it's it it actually ends up being uh the, the Bly Manor specifically is about relationships, like like romantic relationships, um, and where it's all they, about shipping. Maybe I'll like it. Where they where they go wrong and and where they where they go right. So uh, it's uh, I, I think it's fantastic. I think uh, if you can stomach the 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 spooky scaries, which I don't particularly find spooky scary in this context, um, it's it's worthwhile. Um, Right. And Rahul Kohli in Bly Manor is, uh, he's he has two monologues that are fantastic. That is just, like I loved him on I Zombie. Like I like all like the whole way through. As a matter of fact, I would say by the by the last two seasons of I Zombie, he's the reason why I was continuing to watch that show. Um, and yet, like he comes in in Bly Manor, and it's like a completely different actor. Um, because uh, I zombie is very comedic and very, yeah. very, um, uh, irreverent, uh, whereas Bly Manor is, is dramatic and he just, he crushes it, man. He's so good it, amongst a bunch of other great performances. Like there's, hmm, I wouldn't say there's not a bad performance in Bly Manor, but, uh, unfortunately I think that the weakest one is the, is the lead, um, but only by virtue of the fact that she's doing the same thing that she did in the first season in, in Hill house. But, um, so it's, it's kind of, it, it's diminishing returns in my opinion, but, um, but it's not really about her. It's about everybody else around her. She's just our, our every man portal into the story. So it doesn't right. really matter, but yeah, everybody else's performances are, are like, mind-blowingly good um, nice so i highly rec- recommend it i i won't go any further than that because i don't want to spoil anything i may have already i don't think i've given away anything but um 
But I yeah, don't know. I'm he, uh, you sound pretty non-spoilery to me, and I'm cool. sure people that are excited for it. I mean, I don't even watch this kind of genre stuff, and I know about it. Like even I'm like my Netflix is like on the like save screen. How sometimes some come up, and like the haunting of Hill House keeps coming up, and I'm kind of like, why are you? advertising this to me you know i'm not gonna watch it because that's how they make their shows number one <laughs> that's well, how yeah. they do but it I, but i know but it's like but you're advertising to the wrong person they're usually much better at that <laughs> to like be like we know what you're gonna but watch. hill house and like it's like hill uh sorry haunting and and stranger things and i uh, i we you'll see in january cobra kai the shows that are there, the ones that they want to make into hits, mm-hmm. they do it by ramming it down people's throats. So, I mean, yeah, what that what happens is you get a bunch of people who genuinely are interested in it. They check it out. They they dig into it and then they start telling people about it. And then it's billboard advertising. Right. So it's just it's just hit hit your audience as many times as you can. And eventually they will buy a can of Coke. That's it's, it's, it's actually marketing one oh one. It's super, super simple. Uh, and the other, the other apps have not figured it out. (laughs) Uh, actually that's not true. Amazon prime is very good. I was going to say, uh, boys was all of it. Because Amazon, Amazon has the larger network, like the synergy of being able to like make special tape, to put on their packages so that when you are opening up a package, it says on the tape, Hey, don't forget to check out the boys on Amazon prime. And you're like, what, why are you advertising to me box that I just ordered of things? Um, but yeah, so Amazon's got it figured out too, but the other ones are not so good. The Canadian ones crave sucks. It's awful. Crave is just (laughs) not good in general, but I need it in order to watch. I will say that overall it's because Canada doesn't understand how to market itself properly when it comes to media and crave TV files are one of those. Yeah. Well, Canadian TV is just a whole thing. We've talked about that before. I'm pissed off right now because tonight they aired a one hour episode of DuckTales that was all Darkwing Duck. And there is not a single legitimate way for me to watch this television program in Canada right now to be up to date. For for which one? For DuckTales. Sorry. Oh, yes. I you get, know, I mean, all of that is so frustrating. The it's closest like, I can get is if I pay $30 on iTunes to buy volume five, which is not clearly defined as, is it five episodes? Because some of the volumes are like six episodes or is it, the whole season is it gonna because because Ducktales so far is three seasons, but oh. already on iTunes they have five volumes. So then I don't that's, know yeah, what that very means. unclear, very unclear, super unclear. But it's thirty dollars. It's got episodes one through eleven of season three so far. Uh, dark the Darkwing one, Let's Get Dangerous, is episode twelve and thirteen. It's because it's a one hour. I uh, but for some reason episode ten's just not on there yet. It's just not on there. It, it, of the recent, like the second half of season three that we've gotten so far, eight, nine, and eleven are on there right now. But for some reason, ten's not. That's the closest I can get to legitimately watching Ducktales in Canada right now, because Disney XD hasn't aired any of the new episodes since September, not a single one of them yet. Hmm. And I don't understand how this happens. I don't understand how Disney lets this happen. And everything should just be on Disney Plus. I just, I'm, it's, I'm, 
Mm-hmm. Before mm-hmm. we recorded, I was fuming about it to Crystal, and she was just going, "Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh," just like you are. But <laughs> no, I'm, I'm so mad. So intently. Obviously, the podcast network is named after his freaking plane. Like Darkwing Duck is so important to me. I want to watch this episode more than anything right now, and I cannot get it. Um, I'm really hoping that tomorrow morning when I wake up, it's on there. It's yeah, on iTunes so that I course. can just so that I can just buy these episodes. But uh, we'll see. We'll Do see. I'll, I'll keep you guys posted. You'll know next week. I'm so, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to hear this update from you. DuckTales is really good. Like, you, mm-hmm. you as, as someone who is working in animation... You should be watching DuckTales because it's everything yeah. that you can do right with animation right now. Nice. Um, it is it is the best animated television program that there is. It's better mm-hmm. than a lot of movies that come out. Uh, cool. I think that's it. I think I I, I think yeah. I think done. we covered some good stuff. So I have nothing else to talk about. Cool. Uh, well, thank you guys for listening. I was about to do like the whole intro. I don't have to do it anymore. Life is so much simpler now that I don't have to do that. Yay. Uh, Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week with another episode. Stay safe, everyone. Wash your hands and be kind to one another. Follow the Thunderquack Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching the Thunderquack Podcast. You can support us in three ways. First, by heading to the podcast service of your choice and leaving a rating and review. Second, by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch from your favorite podcasts. And last but not least, by heading to patreon.com thunderquack to kick in with your monthly pledge of support and get cool rewards like early access, ad-free episodes, and extended episodes. The Thunderquack Podcast is the official podcast of thunderquack.com. Head to thunderquack.com to discover more great podcasts.